Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what life lessons we can learn from it, what important worldly knowledge can we obtain for these messy celebrity lives that we can apply to our own less exciting lives. I am your host, Patty Pop Culture. Petty Emiger, you may know me as Petty Pop Culture from Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you so much. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. If it is your first time here, oh my God, welcome. You are welcome to take any seat in the classroom that you would like. You are so welcome. I would like to say, trigger warning, One Direction. I would like to say happy seven-year anniversary of Zayn leaving One Direction. I know this is a hard day for a lot of people. I hope you, your guys' PTSD isn't too triggered. Um, I hope you're getting on very well and your thoughts are staying in a happy place. Just go stream all their old songs. It will be okay. I know this time of year is like really hard for everyone, but you'll get through it. And I'm happy you got through that initial time. We're, we're glad you're still here. We're going to talk about Zayn today, speaking of that. Um, yesterday, or... Wednesday, I did a my first episode, I think, ever where I didn't talk about the Kardashians at all. And it was my most listened to episode of all time, which was interesting because I, I know people eat up the Kardashians. They love them. They're America's royal family. We're obsessed with them. But yeah, it was my most listened to episode. I couldn't believe it. So again, we're not talking about them today. Don't worry. They just really haven't done anything super exciting, but we will get back to them at one point. But today, there's going to be no mention of Kylie or Wolf or whatever his name is now or Kim or Pete or Kanye starting now. So let's get into the topics today. What are we going to learn from today? So we're going to start with Zayn and Yolanda. And we all remember the scandal where Yolanda claimed that Zayn pushed her, caused her mental anguish. Well, now reports are coming out that Yolanda was lying about that. So we're going to talk about Zayn on the anniversary of him breaking everyone's heart. And then we're going to talk about Doja Cat saying she's quitting music after her whole scandal in Paraguay with the fans and the fights that they got in. Then we're going to talk about uh, new music that people are putting out, like Charlie Puth, Lizzo, and Demi Lovato. They're all starting new eras, and they're all extremely different and interesting than what they've done in the past. So I want to give you guys sneak peeks of that. And then we're going to talk about how Miley Cyrus's plane almost fully crashed in a horrible lightning storm, and how she's lucky to be alive, and um, just some other interesting tea going on with her that's actually like really funny. So... Yeah, before we start, make sure to rate this podcast five star on Spotify, of course. Shout out to everyone who's been rating it. Um, Apple Podcasts as well, five star. Take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram story, tag me that you're listening to it to help spread the podcast around. You guys are loving it and treating it so well. So thank you for all the support. And if you tag me, I will, of course, respond and we can chit chat. And I will respond to everyone. So please do all that. It helps so much. And yeah, let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Let's begin. Class is in session. Story 
seven years after being in the headlines for leaving One Direction and leaving girls in therapy for weeks, Zayn is now the one being left in therapy for weeks as he's back in the headlines for his fight with his baby mama's mama, Yolanda Hadid. Ew, boo. We hate Yolanda. So if you don't remember, I believe last October, there was a whole spat between Zayn and Yolanda when one day Gigi Hadid... um, this was like right before they broke up, her and Zayn. Gigi Hadid was out working, doing her modeling. Zayn was at home with Kai and Yolanda came over unannounced and they got into like a major fight, a major yelling fight. Uh, Zayn called her a fucking Dutch slut. Yolanda was yelling back at him. Zayn said something about the sperm that came out of his cock, referring to Kai. It was all in the police report. And then it escalated to physical violence, allegedly, where Zayn shoved Yolanda into a dresser, causing her physical pain and mental anguish. It was breaking, breaking news. They wanted, well, Zayn wanted to keep it on the down low for obvious reasons. He didn't want the whole world knowing about it. But unfortunately, Yolanda told the whole world about it. And she was not holding back. She let every detail leak of what he said to her, what he did to her. And Zayn's public image was viciously stained, almost ruined to the point. There was some, you know, Zayn stands that defended him. But for the most part, Zayn was in some real hot water with the public. Even though he did deny it, he said... I adamantly deny striking Yolanda Hadid, and for the sake of my daughter, I decline to give any further details. I hope that Yolanda will reconsider her false allegations and move towards healing these family issues in private. I don't know if Yolanda's salty ass was mad. She was kicked off of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or something, but she made it so public. She wanted a moment, and even though Zayn said he denied it, he did accept the punishment, which uh, is the one year of probation, which he is still on for more than seven months. And he was fined, I think, about $20,000. You know, and that seemingly confirmed his guilt to everyone. But on top of Zayn saying he didn't do it, there are now reports coming out that Yolanda, that fucking Dutch slut, may have framed Zayn for shoving her and he may have never even laid a finger on her. Now, first of all, why would Yolanda do that? Why would she pick a fight with Zayn, a successful, rich, gorgeous man who is the, the father of her grandchild? Well, apparently she never liked him. She thinks reportedly that... Zayn does not work hard enough to fix his issues because we know Zayn has some uh, some mental health issues and maybe deals with some substance use. She thinks he isn't good enough to Gigi, which a few people have said the relationship was very tumultuous. Maybe Zayn wasn't the best man. And she thinks that Zayn overall is bad for her career, which <laughs> if we know Yolanda puts her daughter's career first. She is second to Chris Jenner. The devil's working hard, but Chris and Yolanda are working harder to keep their kids in business, bitch. She'll make them get nose jobs at 14. She'll make them not eat. She'll do anything to make them the top models in the world, which she has. So she thought Zayn was running that photo and he had to go. The world now thinks that Yolanda Hadid was lying because according to the Blind Items page, Bravo and Cocktails, which is a very accurate uh, Bravo-centered Blind Items account that are usually right with their reports, uh, had an account that said word on the street from her former assistant is that this ex-housewife and mama of top models made the whole thing up about her daughter's baby daddy she didn't like him that item aligns with everything we already know so far about um yolanda not liking zane the physical altercation being fake and then another one was sent in about two days later that said there's more she wanted him to be sent to england to be done with him as in he can't come back to the states at all deported completely fabricated the story but since he's not exactly sober it's easier to get things over on him like she had his people in her pocket real dark stuff don't think her daughter slash his baby mama knew the plan didn't think her sis did either so bella and Gigi did not know that her mom was wanting to do this but this is some crazy shit because if you think about it no one saw 
you Zane do that. She was alone in the house with Zane. She could have perfectly staged it. And she came over uninvited. She saw her moment when Gigi was at work, saw that Zane was alone with Kai, wanted to go over to his house and stage this whole thing. Zane may have been drinking, things like that. So she caught Zane in a very vulnerable moment to pull this stunt on him, maybe for a plan to finally separate Zane and Gigi. But there's more because her former assistant actually texted someone who works at a media outlet and said, so Yolanda has always hated Zane and she's the drama. She's the drama of the season. Her plan was to get him for domestic violence so he would be sent back to England far away from Gigi, which aligns with the other report, but it didn't work. They did break up though, but Zane is the nicest human being. She said, I was her assistant for four years and I finally had to quit. Everything you read negatively about her online is true, sadly. I completely believe it. If you even watch The Housewives, you can just tell the kind of person that Yolanda is. Like, reality TV couldn't even, like, edit that to make her look better. So I completely believe that she's just as bad in person as she is online and what you read about her. But to me, this begs the question, if Zayn knew he was innocent, why would he accept the punishment? And I'm thinking maybe he was not sober at the time and he could have gotten in more trouble for uh, from Yolanda if, you know, she reported to the police that he was alone with his child while intoxicated or under some kind of influence because we know Zayn, like smokes weed and things like that and he wanted to keep the peace so maybe he just didn't want things to escalate and he just knew yolanda was crazy and would take it further and try to get him an even worse uh, punishment people may not even believe him if you know she's an actress she's gonna say that he still did these things if she really was lying so maybe he just wanted to take that punishment of one year of probation and move on and i could see zane doing that he seems like a really passive person but you guys remember we're talking about a woman here who let her 14 year old daughter get a nose job because she didn't think she was pretty enough and wanted her to get into the modeling industry and would like not allow her daughters to eat and was very controlling and aggressive as a mother so she clearly loves control so i could see her doing this so what can we learn from this i think we can learn speak your truth your truth is your truth and no one can take that away from you not even a psycho mother-in-law if you didn't do anything wrong stand firm in your ground and don't let anyone paint you out to be something that you're not if you're a good person do not let people lie on you and control your narrative and i hope everything turns out okay with zane There's a cat fight going on in the Doja Cat fandom as Doja Cat is fighting her own fans from Paraguay that's leading to Doja Cat saying she's quitting music. What? Uh Uh-uh. Doja Cat, we need to talk about this. So what had happened was she was supposed to headline a festival in Paraguay there and perform in a lineup along with Miley Cyrus and Machine Gun Kelly. It was Lollapalooza in Paraguay, but it was canceled because of a big storm. um, So she couldn't. Uh, perform at the specific outdoor arena because it was flooding and everything like that totally understandable that's normal uh, for fans it happens all the time with these festivals they should understand but fans were not happy with how doja handled it uh not because of what she did do but because of what she didn't do and girl they got into a cat fight so first of all they didn't like her social media presence you know when artists are going to go perform somewhere and they'll like tweet about them and like instagram them to like hype up the people who are about to go she didn't post anything about paraguay or like apologize on social media fast enough so they're already you know a little salty about that i'd like to preface too: south american fans are 
very intense. They are some of the most intense fans. If you see like a lot of the fan pages and T websites are like, they'll say they're, they're at, and then they'll put Brazil or like Paraguay in all caps. They're very passionate people down there. Also, they did not like how Doja presented herself well in Brazil, uh, Paraguay. Apparently when she got there, she did not greet them outside of her hotel, but they didn't, they weren't supposed to go to her hotel in the first place. So anyway, she didn't greet them. She didn't, um, show out for them, take photos with them, do anything like that. And then after it was canceled, she didn't say anything. She didn't, you know, go meet fans out in public. She just left. They felt disrespected and a massive Twitter fight ensued that Doja took part in. So let's read it. A passionate Doja and Paraguay fan tweeted this with over 10,000 likes. She was supposed to perform at the biggest festival in Paraguay. She arrived Monday to the country. The only picture we have of Doja in Paraguay is this one. And it's like a picture of Doja with a hood, a mask, sunglasses, and a hat on. So you can't see her at all. Then they said, she said no one was waiting for her at her hotel, but she's lying. I have friends who were there for hours waiting for her to just come say hi. People were singing her songs and waiting for her, but she never even bothered to come. And we said that she was tired and she needed some rest, so we didn't complain about it at that moment. But the day of the festival came and she was supposed to perform at 930. Personally, I was waiting there at line 6, 6 p.m. and then a horrible storm came. We were all getting wet. The streets were flooding. Not only the festival had been destroyed by the storm, but several parts of the city. Me and my friends were looking for shelter. Doja said not a single person was waiting for her the next day. They felt very dismissed, apparently. Uh, How are we supposed to do that when we didn't even say hi to your fans the first day? And then the next day, the storm was still destroying parts of the city. So they were already pissed about her not caring that they were waiting for her at the hotel and the concert, feeling very, very ignored, disrespected by Miss fucking Doja Cat. And then she put in all caps, we only wanted a fucking post asking if we were okay. We put our lives in risk. Thank God we're all fine. But it doesn't seem like you seem to care. Someone edited a photo that said it's too late to apologize. And it's a photo of Doja Cat in front of the uh, Paraguay flag with the words public enemy number one on it. Someone else tweeted that she didn't do the bare minimum that artists do and she doesn't deserve these fans or this life. And as I said, Machine Gun Kelly and Miley Cyrus were also supposed to perform there and Miley Cyrus posted for them. Her Miley's post said, I wish I could have stayed and performed for all my fans in Paraguay. Please stay safe. I love you. That's all Miley posted. And they said she's a true queen. And then Machine Gun Kelly uh, did a little prompt impromptu concert outside of his hotel in Paraguay that anyone could have came to to see him because he felt bad that people canceled which is actually really cool of him and that's like way more than the bare minimum that's really like treating your fans well and showing your appreciation so they were a lot of people were treating like doja cat uh, and then the like the less than signal um symbol machine gun kelly saying that he's so much better they said they'll never forget this and then doja cat got into it she started responding someone said i know it's not your obligation to greet your fans who were there during the rain but asking waiters not to talk to you and not look you in the eye for your private party where's the humility at and doja said oh boy if you only knew kind of saying like i'm being uh, i'm having humility right now not fighting you guys back in response to the public enemy number one post doja cat said i'm not sorry oh girl and then she responded to someone else and said i'm not taking pictures again with anyone else after this tour she didn't really explain herself to the paraguayans she just kept responding i'm not sorry to them <laughs> Then someone said, Doji, you're not going to win this fight against the Paraguayans on Twitter. Just stop. And she said, I moved on. I'm just going to let everyone be mad. First of all, I really do respect Doja Cat for this because a lot of people would be like so eager and desperate to like please their fans. But Doja isn't going to let her fans disrespect them. It's like in like a toxic relationship. Like, I don't need 
you if you're just going to disrespect me like you will respect me even though you're the ones loving me giving me your money and time coming to my shows like i don't need that if you're going to be a shitty ass fan i don't want you which i think is a great take on how a lot of celebrities uh treat their fans i think it shows a mutual respect that you have to expect from fans just because you're the masses and they're the one you still have to respect them the twitter war continued this time doja just free tweeting on by herself There was a storm in Paraguay. The show got canceled. When I left the next morning, there wasn't one person outside the hotel waiting for me. Let that sink in. Not even one. Talk your shit. Calling out her fans for being liars, hypocrites, giving them the smoke that they're asking for. I love it. And then someone responded to her. We spent a whole day in front of the hotel in the rain and you never came out or said a word and you think we would go again the next day? LOL. And Doja Cat said, I regret spending all the time I did getting ready that day for the show i've been busting my ass every day to put on for you but god bless which kind of offers an explanation in itself for why she wasn't out there with fans the first day outside the hotel on the stage she was getting ready maybe not in close proximity to the arena she was getting ready for the show so maybe she didn't see them waiting outside the hotel she didn't see them waiting at the arena she was she was busy doing final rehearsals for this amazing show that she was about to put on for them and if you've ever been to a doja cat concert or seen like videos you know how much energy and how much of her heart and soul she puts into these performances. Her dancing, her presence, her trying to move the stage with her energy. It takes a lot out of her and she can't just go in dry like that, like fresh off of talking to fans outside her hotel. She needs to get ready. She needs to warm up. She needs to like mentally prep. So, you know, she's not there focused on saying hi to the few people outside the hotel. She's focused on getting her whole essence ready to perform for tens of thousands of people, which makes total sense. So after being pissed off at her own fans she ended with it's gone and i don't give a fuck anymore i fucking quit i can't wait to fucking disappear and i don't need you to believe in me anymore everything is dead to me music is dead and i'm a fucking fool forever thinking i was made for this this is a fucking nightmare unfollow me this shit ain't for me so i'm out y'all take care and changed her at on twitter to i still quit now i think doja cat was just having a moment on twitter i think I think being bombarded by thousands of tens of thousands of people being disappointed in you can be like sensory overload and make you feel like the whole world is crashing down on you, especially when they're trying to throw such immense guilt onto her coming from her own fans who could turn on her in an instant. That probably doesn't make someone feel very secure in their job or their relationship that she thought she had with these people who normally hype her up, who are now just tearing her down so immensely. And it was literally so bad she started rethinking her whole career and was probably just fucking exhausted by the amount of negativity thrown her way that she was just like you know what i'm doja motherfucking cat my album just went quadruple platinum i don't need this anymore if people are going to continue to like mentally abuse me this way so she threw in the towel for that moment and the icing on the cake that i think led her to have that emotional reaction was that people were actually calling her slurs too because again i said the paraguayan fans are extremely intense and they will say things like that i'm not going to read those tweets but they were calling her slurs um it's just interesting to me that first of all they weren't even supposed to be outside her hotel and aren't entitled to doja cat coming to say hi to them before the show anything like that she was just going to do her job which is performing so the entitlement is crazy and i think it shows how much we dehumanize celebrities and uh it shows how much people want instant gratification and it shows how much parasocial relationships can be very unhealthy and it also shows how much ingrained racism is still a massive problem so i told i think doja's reaction was not um over dramatic i do very much feel for her i'm praying this moment will pass though because i want to see doja cat a lot of palooza chicago so she better not quit 
in, in, you know, in four months' time. And we all want to hear her music. She's one of the best artists of this generation, for sure. So we all love Dojo. There's so many fans who would not have that kind of reaction if she had to cancel a show due to f- massive flooding. So please treat Doja Cat something like positive that you love her or something because she needs to come back. But anyway, what can we learn from this? Your favorite artists aren't superheroes. Just because you love and idolize them doesn't mean they're going to be this, these perfect role models who do everything morally or politically correct. They make mistakes, get tired, don't always handle things how you may want. They really don't owe you anything. Um, and you need to respect them and treat them with how you would want to be treated because they're humans just like us. A motherfucker, but they got a problem. Put some babies in your life and take away the drama. Put the paper in the picture like a diorama. Gotta face a lot of people that are opposite. Cause the world told me we ain't got the common sense. Gotta prove it to myself that I'm on top of shit. And you would never know a god without a goddess. It's honest, it's fucking honest. Kidding, I could be on everything. I mean, I could be the leader, head of all the states. I could smile and jiggle it till this pocket's empty. I could be the CEO, just like a Robin Fenty. And I'ma be there for you cause you want my team, girl. Don't ever think you ain't hell of these niggas' dream, girl. They wanna pit us against each other when we succeed and for no reasons they want to see us end up like we were gina or mean girl princess or queen tomboy or king you've heard a lot you before we continue with the show i wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about noom noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology technology and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals a lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit to other people's expectations And the more freeing solution is to find things that just work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that is comfortable to you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program and more than 60% that engaged with the program kept the weight off for more than a year. Noom is a game changer, y'all. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Our favorite falsetto man is in his feelings, Charlie Puth. After the moderate success of his single Light Switch, which he was trying to make a TikTok bop, he announced that he is coming out with the second single of his album following that one. And he, again, is launching this one on TikTok, but it is, it was launched with a way different tone to it. The song is called That's Hilarious, and it's going to be on his new album. He hasn't released an album in years, so it's a big deal, and it's so insanely emotional the video that he posted apparently he's talking about one of the most traumatizing horrible soul-crushing times in his life and you've never seen this side of charlie who usually just makes tiktoks about like what does this sound do or you know gets bullied by benny blanco telling him to shut the fuck up it's a totally different tone and it's crazy so i'm gonna play for you this is him describing his new single hey everybody um so i'm gonna put out that's hilarious as the next single and um 
you know, it's, I'm really excited for the song to come out, but you know, every time I hear it, I'm kind of brought back to a time that was really, really, really challenging in my life. And it's, it's kind of like, it, it just rears its ugly head every time, sorry, every time that I hear it. And, but I'm also really excited for you to hear it as well. Um, cause I just heard the master, but it just brought me back to 2019, which was the fucking worst year of my life. And I, I, I'm just really excited for you to hear it. And I don't make stupid videos like this. I make videos like what, what is, what if there was a sound like this, but you know, this is, I never told people what happened to me and the, the pain that I went through going through the worst breakup of my life. In 2019, I just wanted to throw it under the carpet and just start over and surround myself with better people. But this is the hardest song that I ever had to put together. And I'm so excited for you to hear it. I know. I want to cry. Like, what? Who hurt him? What? What's wrong with him? This made me feel very sad for him, very uh, reflective for him. I, I'm i not going to comment on much because who knows what he went through to uh, elicit such an emotional response but i'm worried for him and i'm glad he's past that time but it seems like he's really not past it because he can't even speak about it without going into such an emotional breakdown state now this made people kind of like investigate who this was about as we know charlie has had a few girlfriends in the industry one being selena gomez um charlie confessed to their relationship that they had back in the day in an interview and saying well it was pretty short-lived very small they had that single um we don't talk anymore it was very impactful on him. So maybe Selena, you know, messed him up, broke his heart, stomped on it, jumped on it, suplexed it, completely shattered it. We don't know. A lot of people don't think it's her, though. People think it's Charlotte Lawrence, who is also a singer. Uh, I don't know any of her songs, to be honest. I'm just on her Spotify right now. Maybe you know her from the song Sleep Talking. That's her most listened to song. But they dated from Valentine's Day to September 2019, which she said was the absolute worst horrible terrifying year of his life and when they started dating charlie was 27 and she was 18 usually be the other way around like the younger person was you know destroyed sad distraught had this whole fantasy of what they could be but it didn't turn out that way so it's really interesting that people are, are basically guaranteed that that's who he's talking about it's very interesting that it is the other way around this time oh also charlotte's like really good friends with the kardashians like kendall and kylie and things like that oh my god i'm, I'm sorry i said i wouldn't talk about them forget i said that um anyway people are wondering what charlotte lawrence did and after the song drops his tiktok got like millions of views after the song drops she could be the next like jake gyllenhaal like being publicly shamed um, like the public enemy number one in america uh harassed anytime she leaves her house because of what fucked up shit she did to him so we'll see it'll be very interesting to see um it's coming out in april one of the fridays in april so very very soon someone else dropping new music is demi lovato and they are totally changing their sound after the very low performance of their last album the art of starting over it was like an indie kind of record it didn't perform well at all not even the song with arna grande not even the lead single dancing with the devil so i think they wanted to majorly switch things up and they're going back to their roots of more rock which i'm excited for like i loved demi's um like did you forget uh get back la la land like i loved her more like rock edgy sorry they're more rock edgy uh days and things like that so I'm excited. I think it goes with their image as well. I think they have a lot of anger to get out. So here's a snippet of one of their songs from the new upcoming project. 
sounds pretty good, right? I don't know. It sounds really, really intense. It sounds even more screamo. But honestly, Demi's down to try anything once, if we know, you know, you know what I'm saying. They're down to try anything once. So, oh my God, Cool for the Summer is having a moment too. That was kind of rock. So maybe this rock image is good for them. Lastly, Lizzo is coming out with a new single, uh, the follow-up to her Rumors single. That did, pre- that did pretty good. I wouldn't say that's flop. Um, she went at the James Corden show and gave people a taste of what they can expect from her new second single from her upcoming album. To be clear... This is the first time anyone has yes. ever heard a snippet of this song. I like it. It doesn't seem hit worthy to be honest, but it seems like really fun and like Lizzo and like it's going to make me feel really good, but it's going to frustrate me because I'm going to love it, but not everyone else is going to and it's not going to perform well in the charts. So that's what I think is going to happen with this new single, but I love the whole self self empowerment anthem. I'm so ready for it. Out of all these songs, I'm most excited for Lizzo's. What about you guys? Let me know uh, which one you like the most, which one you're excited for the most. And yeah, Nicki Minaj just also surprise released today this afternoon so i'm gonna play a bit for you right now this is a new music drop a part of her fifth album rollout Nicki minaj and it's called we go up on sirius xm say my name make them nervous uh you bitches are salty i get them pressure uh you bitches are salty pass me the pepper uh you bitches be jacking me like the ripper uh i am a hustler i can start water the flipper uh I know they teabagging bitches is testy. Get you a vacuum, bitches is messy. Let's see. After all of that surgery, you are still ugly. <laughs> now that is what gets me. This Miley Cyrus was so high, she almost saw Jesus this weekend. High in a plane, that is. Because, unfortunately, Miley Cyrus literally is lucky to be alive right now. She almost died on her flight, speaking of Paraguay, on her flight from Colombia to Paraguay to perform at the same festival that Doja Cat was supposed to perform at that was canceled anyway. So this is what happened. Miley Cyrus was on a flight two nights ago. Uh, it was like a, a late night flight. She's doing a lot of stops in South America. So she's flying and there was an unexpected storm. The storm was really, really bad. She posted like videos of all the lightning and stuff. And then her plane was literally struck by lightning in the storm while she was in it i don't know how but she survived she posted a photo of the damage that the lightning did to her plane and it was bad you guys it was a massive dent it was a burnt like crisp dent in the thick metal of a plane thank god it didn't gash the plane open or they would have fully died um i'm sure if it hit the plane in the right place they would have died so miley cyrus and everyone on board said that they're lucky to be alive one of her uh, managers on board who, you know, flies around all the time. He has uh, other clients. So he's up in the air traveling for work. He said it was by far the scariest flight he's ever been on. Just to put it into perspective, um, they had to make an emergency landing somewhere in between Colombia and Paraguay, which was the right move. You know, thank God there was an airport nearby. An emergency landing in itself is scary enough. I can't imagine for the reason of 
you know, getting struck by lightning. Oh my God. Like, what would you guys do? When I'm on a plane, I'm paranoid that there's even going to be turbulence. So the fact that there was an emergency landing, like I never actually pay attention to the oxygen things and like the lifeboat things that they do at the beginning of a flight, but maybe I should. If Miley Cyrus's bougie private jet can get struck, any of us can get struck. I was on a Spirit Airlines flight this week. Thank God everything went smoothly. Like I risked my life on that Spirit Airlines. If if my Spirit Airlines plane was struck, bitch, bye. Don't don't even bother putting on the oxygen mask. It's over. One, two, three, you're out. That plane is plummeting into the ground. Wouldn't stand a chance. My Spirit Airlines flight was actually really great, though. I have no grievances about it. It went really smoothly. I have actually, I liked it more than other airlines I've been on. So shout out to Spirit. Um, They're safe, guys. Like, don't feed into the hype about them. Anyway, Miley posted a photo of the damage, and then she posted um, in the caption uh, a scary note to the fans, but letting everyone know she's okay. She said, to my fans and everyone worried after hearing about my flight, Our plane was caught in a major unexpected storm and struck by lightning. My crew, band, friends, and family who were all traveling with me are safe after an emergency landing. We were unfortunately unable to fly into Paraguay. I love you. Thank God. Like, because after the whole Kobe thing, it's so scary how fragile life is and things like that. Um, You really just have to be thankful for every day because you don't know when a random freak tragedy Like, that could happen, even if it doesn't seem like the right thing, or, like, why would God let this happen? It can happen, so thank God she's okay. Here's, like, a little video of um, people's reactions, and then what Miley puts on a video on her Instagram after they were okay. This song is for all of my fans in Paraguay who I missed out on seeing due to the festival being canceled because of weather, a terrifying plane experience. And you all made stay number one for me. So this is for you. We love you, Miley. We're so happy you are here. We're happy you stayed. Um, that was a reference to her song. Anyway, I want to talk about something funny that Miley did at one of her concerts. And that was at one of the festivals in South America. Again, these South American fans are really intense. They come with signs, big ass signs for Miley to read. And she was reading some of them. And she threw major shade at one of her first ex-boyfriends. Nick Jonas, because someone held up a sign that said, fuck Nick Jonas. And this was her reaction to reading it. Punch me in the face. It's my 21st. I can't get to you and I won't do that, but happy birthday. Miley signed my tits. The punch me in the face one is weird. I think I've seen everything. I haven't seen that one. Nick Jonas. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Just one of the other signs. They were together from like 2006 to 2007. Uh, She wrote like seven things about him. Like she was really apparently affected by their like high school age breakup and might be still salty like 15 years later. I can't tell if she's serious, but if she's still salty 15 years later, these girls are intense. I don't have a high school like love to look back on. So Maybe it, like, really affects you deeply, but damn. Miley Cyrus once said in her 2009 memoir. (laughs) She had a memoir in 2009. (laughs) People usually write memoirs when they're, like, 70. She had one when she's 17. She said, I was angry when I wrote seven things. I wanted to punish him, Nick Jonas, to get back at him for hurting me. So, damn, Nick Jonas. Maybe she's better off without you. Maybe you are a fuckboy in disguise. Because he acts so sweet and innocent, but, you know, Miley's exposing the real him and i'm fucking here for it so while miley did survive that day nick jonas did not survive what can we learn from this whole overall story though uh be thankful for life every single day because you never know when something 
so crazy and tragic could happen. Say your prayers for just, you know, being able to go to bed at night again because you never know what day could be your last. I know it's unfortunate to say, but it's so very true. And take safety precautions for real because them doing their emergency landing, who knows what the passengers had to do on that trip. The more prepared you are, the safer, the better. Better safe than sorry. Do not think it's a waste of time like I do. Next time, I definitely will not be prepared, y'all, for the worst. Thank you guys so much for joining me today at Pop Culture University. That is all we have. I hope you had fun. We're entertained. Learn something. I hope your thirst for the tea is quenched. And I hope you are ready to go gossip to all your friends with everything we chatted about. Um, it is Friday. I... I think I'm going to a frat party after this, which sucks. Like, I don't really want to go to a frat party, but like, I'm about to like, you know, graduation is impending. I should go out more. I should have fun. The weekend is upon us. So I hope you guys have an amazing fucking weekend. You get out there, turn up, get lit. Uh, I hope the life lessons in today's episode helped you out a little bit. Be safe this weekend because you never know what could happen. And yeah, if you like this podcast, rate it five star on Spotify, Apple podcast, and post it on your Instagram story, post a screenshot tag me i will respond to you and we can have a little moment so love you bye thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh Show. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.